What's up, guys? Welcome to the Why Are We Watching This Podcast. I'm Zach, a monster afraid of his own reflection. And I'm Sean. Lock me up! I'm a werewolf! And today we are talking about Monster Squad! Squad! Hey guys, welcome back to this week's Why Are We Watching This Podcast. We're doing uh, Monster Squad, as we said on the head. Yeah. I had never seen this movie. Oh, me neither. But I did pick this movie this week. Now, I've heard like great things about this. Had you ever heard about this movie? Yeah, I actually tried to watch it on my own a few months back because I was like, oh, this seems kind of cool. And um, But I was just feeling something else when I... Started watching it, so I turned it off. Interesting. Well, this movie, uh, briefly, this movie is about Dracula, the Gill Man, uh, Wolf Man, and the Mummy, as well as Frankenstein's monster coming back from a hundred year slumber to take over the world. Yeah. The movie opens with a scroll, which I usually don't like in movies, but this one was like kind of brief and fun. No, this was sick. Yeah, and then I it liked was it. funny. Yeah, exactly. Which I have it. It's 100 years before this story begins. It was a time of darkness in Transylvania, a time when Dr. Abraham Van Helsing and a small band of freedom fighters conspired to rid the world of vampires and monsters and to save mankind from the forces of eternal evil. They blew it. Yeah. Which I love that. I was like, oh, cool. And uh, then the movie jumps ahead a hundred years, and we are introduced to two of our main characters, which are, uh, it's Sean and Patrick. Well, not quite. We actually, you, you actually did skip a pretty important part, which is well, Van Helsing and this crew running into Dracula's castle to stop him from using the amulet, I think. Or, sure. Or okay, to so send him back with the amulet. I guess you're right. I should bring that up because the amulet's a pretty important part of the story as it comes back. Sort of our MacGuffin, if you will. Um, although, I kind of... Without spoiling the ending quite yet, although I will say, spoilers on this movie. Spoilers. They also... Out. Actually, before we jump into this, I want to say, hey, if you came back from last episode, thanks. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And uh, if this is uh, the first episode you've heard of ours, thanks. And also, maybe go back <laughs> and check out last week's episode we covered Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, stinks, guys. Stinks a lot. <laughs> um, I also want to actually address, we have an Instagram page. Go follow us there. It's at W-A-W-W-T pod but we don't post f photos of ourselves because we don't ever want you to see what we look like we actually don't have <laughs> we don't have faces i'm just a, a blob of gas amorphous blobs of gas yeah um anyways so this movie yeah so there's the amulet he uses the amulet however it doesn't work um and abraham van helsing is instead banished to this like crazy hell dimension the thing void. yeah they don't really give it a name, but... So then we jump ahead, we meet our main characters. Our main characters ultimately uh, are made up of these four kids. It's Sean, Patrick, Horace, and Rudy. <laughs> Fucking Horace, dude. Horace is, like, kind of my favorite in this movie. Yeah. Everybody calls him Fat Kid. Yeah. And, uh... Which is he, sad. I, I can relate to that. But he has kind of his redeeming moment at the end. Yeah. So, which I was like, hell yeah, when yeah. it happened. Um, and then Rudy's, like, our badass... Like, <laughs> Rudy's but, fucking cool, dude. Um, he smokes cigarettes. Well, his introduction scene is kind of badass. It he, is. He, well, he and he's like, this, basically these <clears throat> these bullies are picking on Horace. They're 
They throw his candy bar on the ground and step, step on, it. on it. And Rudy pulls up on his bike and is like, oh. Lights up a cigarette. <laughs> right. By the way, this kid's like, what, 12? Oh, yeah, maybe that. 15. Yeah, they're pretty young, dude. He, he's he's the oldest out of them, but he, he's pretty young. He, he says to the bully, oh, you're going to eat your candy bar that he was just stepping on and makes him eat it in front of everybody. And I was Without like, really amazing. doing anything. He doesn't have to even like physically touch him. He just, exactly. kid just and does it. That is character building because when you see that, you're immediately like, oh, this kid, like everybody, he has a reputation. And I will say, Rudy was probably one of my favorite characters he was really well written in this movie it was just a cool kid and he when he had to like face something tough he was just like okay well then he just like you do see him get kind of scared but he still acts yeah he just acts on it like he's brave exactly and there's a a scene near the end the last half of the movie is where a lot of the action is yeah so it's kind of a lot of setup but but it's worth it it's you know it's good setup too i was thinking about this when i was watching it and uh and the ending kind of transpires and i was you know, I was thinking like, wow, this isn't like a whole lot of setup for a movie because this like third act doesn't kick into the last 20 minutes. Yeah. And that's kind of what made the movie feel kind of long. It does, but I don't think it's paced terribly. <clears throat> no, I don't either. I, it's one of those things where it's like Conan was kind of long. Yeah. But it wasn't paced awfully. You were still in it. Yeah. I, I found myself kind of like n- never really bored. But I was very sleepy, so yeah. I, I was, like, fighting the urge to go to sleep. We have this scene between some pilots that I thought was pretty fun, where we're introduced to Dracula again. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, in the aircraft carrier. Right. The, the, not aircraft carrier, Which, but the oh, airplane. I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead, actually. Before I even talk about this, because this is one of the things about this movie that I really love, it's one of the strongest things about this movie, is we have Stan Winston's effects. And Stan Winston did the effects for the Terminator series, Jurassic Park, uh, Predator 1 and 2, mm-hmm. Iron Man. So this dude knows what he's doing. Like, he really is a great effects artist. So we get, like, brief transformation shots where they don't quite show you the transformation. And I think they do it in a good enough way that it's believable. But there is a scene at the end where um, Dracula is a bat and he gets shot. And then uh, Sean's dad is a cop and he goes up to find yeah, him. Del. He goes up to find him, and he's, like, half-transforming yeah. back. And I was like, oh, that's, like, eerie-looking. I'm very 50-50 on the practical stuff in this movie because, like, I did kind of like that with the transformations, although the first one for the werewolf was kind of meh. Because because it just cuts down to his and hand, I, and then his well, foot. And then all I can really... Which wasn't terrible, but then they just show his mask face. Yeah. And it's like... Oh, an American werewolf in London, they fucking nailed it with that one. That was, like, crazy, and it's like, yes, that's what you should be seeing when you see a werewolf go under transformation, which they they replicated that in Underworld, which was really, really cool. Sorry, there was something else that uh, Stan Winston worked on that I wanted to bring up that I thought you were going to appreciate, and it was... You already uh, said Iron Man, so... Pumpkinhead. Oh, nice. Fuck that yeah. was the one that I was trying to remember. Oh, okay. Um, because the effects in that are like the gooey, like lanky monster effects. Oh, yeah. And I, I will agree with you on that. I think this movie could have done with a little more of that. Well, the second time the werewolf transforms is pretty cool. Um, but a- again, you don't see much. Um, when he's in the phone booth, right? Yeah, because right. you start seeing his back kind of like change. That was cool. I thought that was a cool yeah. transformation scene because it does show just enough to give that imagination push where you're like, oh, he's, tur- he's turning. Yeah. 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 But I agree. Um, an American Werewolf uh, does have like 
kind of hands down the eeriest like werewolf just transformation because best. it's so violent and like but it's just like yes that's what i imagine you yeah. would happen as you're transforming into a werewolf he's like you're screaming and forming pain. into it yeah i mean that's yeah. the thing is your body is like literally shifting into different things because part of the werewolf origin actually is that they like grow out of their skin they burst right. through their skin there's uh an american werewolf in london i think does something like with that which is the se- like the sequel quote unquote oh um, which one was i talking about that and then or no i'm sorry in paris does that is that the sequel that's the sequel I'm, the quote I'm confused sequel. on which one i've actually seen so london takes place in like the 80s and well, paris I've, is early 2000s it's oh, got okay. like so then it is london i've seen but, but like aren't that. they like in paris I thought they go to the Eiffel Tower in the beginning. Like, that's where the three dudes go? That's the newer one. Oh, it is? That's Paris. Oh, okay, man. Because they do the bungee jumping on it. And yeah. Then, yeah, that's Paris. And they, they meet that the That was actually really suicide. cool, though. That, <laughs> we, might, <laughs> we might cover that movie see, in the future. We could do a double feature, do both. That would be cool. I think that would be a cool yeah, episode we'll do to do. Um, Comment if you like that. Also, we could <laughs> maybe um, do Ginger Snaps. Because those movies have some interesting transformations. Okay. Um, which I think actually Rob Botin went and worked on those movies, who did the effects in The Thing. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a couple things early in this movie that I did have some issues with. Okay. This, the gay panic. There's like so many like little like oh he's being real like homo with us or queer with us. They say it about the principal. They do uh, say faggot a lot. Yeah, I was, I was like, just like oh Jesus. dropping that bomb. I mean, I get it, it was a different time, but I was just kind of like wow. Oh. I don't. I, that's the other thing though. Is, and even when like we were kids, we'll be honest, I probably heard that probably just as much. Or if not more. But I don't hear that anymore. So it was just like an assault on the fucking ears. I was just like, whoa, dude. You're like, <gasps> I'm like, well, I don't get easily offended, but I'm like looking around my room waiting for someone to be like, I actually can't say that. I liked that the Frankenstein monster is in a case. He's being transported to Bavaria. I thought that was pretty good. Yes, where he's being shipped to be filled with Bavarian cream. <laughs> Some Bavarian taxidermist Bavarian. is like, I got you, I got Bavarian you. Frankenstein, dude. I'm cream filled now. There, what'd you think of the monsters, the Monster Squad clubhouse? Um, I mean, it's very cool. It's cool, but as a parent, I don't know that I'd let them have this thing hanging over like water. I, oh, I didn't. I, I didn't really pay attention to their environment, but sure, sure because know. it's in like their backyard. Also, they have like a swamp in their backyard <laughs> because the gill man just comes out of it. Yeah, like, I, was oh, like, yeah I didn't think about that. I didn't realize they were in their backyard when that part happened. Well, be, and I only know that because, and I only put two, two and two together on that because. Dracula comes to the house later and burns it down with dynamite, like blows it up. Oh, that scene, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah, we will, because the, right after that's kind of like a wooey. So throughout this movie, there's like little things that are happening that are building to it. Um, obviously, Dracula is like reforming his monster squad. Yeah, which is basically the classic monsters we... The uh, universal said, monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I love. I kind of like love this concept. Now, are they called universal monsters because Universal Studios did yes. it? Okay, I thought it was just because everyone knew those monsters. Those are the Universal Studios monsters. The gotcha. Universal monsters. Okay. 
So that um, makes more sense when people talk about like the newer movies they're trying to do, like like the new Mummy that came out, which I actually they were, kinda, I enjoyed that trying to do the dark universe because they did I Frankenstein and then they did the, which I don't even think I, was going to be tied in. It was, but then they yeah they did the Mummy. I didn't they, see that. It, it was all right, um, but There's they're an, alluding to um, the next movie supposed to be Frankenstein's Bride. Oh, interesting. I don't care. That could be okay. Um, I don't care. I, I think the problem with Frankenstein as like a character in modern horror, which I think they address in this movie really well, is that he's not really a bad guy. Yeah. He's he's the I oh I didn't ask to be born like I didn't want to be this I'm scared of my own reflection because ah like what am I yeah he doesn't even like attack anybody in the movie he hangs out with the little girl which they have all of the shots of him that are like alluded to the original Frankenstein movie which I love yeah of him hanging out with the little girl by the water I guess they would have to just like do this weird dark turn on it where he is like a beast yeah well and I I, I would like to see that I would like to see him as like freshly created or something or maybe even just reborn from before because the whole thing is that like he's not really supposed to be like sentient right I mean like yeah he's got a brain but well, they I don't mean, address that and I think that this movie does kind of, this movie here the monster squad does address that because when I was watching that and like maybe I'm thinking too much about this but when he looks at himself and he does the like oh scary and like pushes the thing away yeah. imagine being in that position of you were just kind of brought back into the world you have never seen yourself you don't realize you're made up of a bunch of different pieces. Yeah. And if you have any memories, they're of the body you were in before you died. Right. He looks in the mirror and sees that thing looking at him, and it terrifies him. Yeah. That's kind of sad. It's super sad. And that brings in that sentience, where it's like, oh, he is sentient, because he's able to look at himself and go, oh, f my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it, yeah, he kind of grows from it too because at first he is just kind of like, like he just takes his orders yeah. and does it, which I was really surprised. I was like, is this going to turn and he's going to like really fuck these kids up or that didn't happen? Which well, I was I, waiting I, for that too. I kind of knew that already, but when it was like coming up to it, I was like, oh, maybe he's actually going to like try to hurt these kids and then later he'll like be like, oh, I'm a good guy. You know, but. Well, there was a couple things that were weird about it because like when Dracula first sees him before they revive him, he like looks at him and he says, uh, "Oh, old friend." Yeah, and it's kind of like, "Oh, cool." You like, like they're adding character to this like bad guy where he like actually misses this other bad guy. Yeah. Uh, but then like right after that, once they bring him back, he's like treats him like shit. He's in a fucking jail cell, and he. Well, that's the thing is Dracula he... calls him master, or he calls Dracula master. Yeah, and that's the thing is that you know Dracula obviously has more of a kind of like possessive relationship over it, where he right, you, you know, kind of like kind of materializes Frankenstein's monster a bit. Like, he's right. just a pawn. He's just right. his... What are those things you use to knock down doors? A battering ram. Yeah. Well, but he... And he's sort of like that with all the characters, because he sort of... He tries to treat Wolfman that way. Yeah. Before we do this, I want to talk about the introduction to the Wolfman scene, because I thought it was really cool. It was really good. Where he's in the police station, and he's just screaming, like... I'm a werewolf. Lock yeah, me up. And Put me in a cage. I'm a werewolf. Steals the fucking cops' guns and starts shooting in the sky. I was like, that's so believable. This dude's terrified because he doesn't want to be a monster. Yeah, and then what's even more fucked up is instead of them locking him up, like, which it doesn't seem like he killed anybody, they just fucking shoot him. Oh, yeah, times. that cop just opens, opens fire, shoots him twice or three times in and the it's stomach. like three times in the chest. Which doesn't kill a werewolf and like they talk about th that's that's one of the things I like about this movie a lot is the kids talking about but, the mythos of yeah. these like characters and then you see it playing out yeah um 
So like, which I love the, that too because they're uh, Rudy's like they're like, what are the two ways to kill a werewolf? He's like, with the silver bullet, and they're like, what's the other one? And he's like, he's like, what? That's the only way. And they're like, no. And then they like lift off list off all these like ridiculous reasons. And, like, well, and one of them is blow it up with dynamite. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't realize that they, uh, that they actually say that. And so that was why, you know, foreshadowing later on in the movie, yeah. the werewolf is blown up only. It doesn't kill him, and so I kind of hate that, though. I like, do, but I don't for the sake of the joke. Well, here's the—I th- get that now, but I was kind of like, I'd rather him just die. I was really conflicted with that because I was like, oh, I really wanted him to die a hero, which he right. kind of does in a way. I think. Oh no, Rudy just fucking shoots him with silver yeah. bullets he made. Yeah, he just shoots him. But then he says, "Thank you." Yeah. Um, right. When he, as and he so that's what I mean. Back. Is like as a man, he's like really sincere and like really does not want to hurt anyone, but he can't control it. Um, but yeah, that was the thing. Was I was like, eh, I'd rather him just like be blown up by dynamite and that be it, and be like, well, that kind of sucks. I yeah. then him be blown up by dynamite and then his pieces just come back together. And right. It's like it's like uh, if anything, like keeps the torso alive and just have that like grow new arms. Like, I, I get what you mean. I you get know, what you mean. Something but, a little different. I was just like, eh, um, it was like a cop out. But yeah, for the joke well and so that's what i was gonna say because of the joke i loved it and speaking of that what i should have talked about is this movie was written and directed by uh fred decker yeah and also written by shane black yes now if you know know who fred decker was but i know who shane black is and if you know who these guys are that makes this movie make a lot of fucking sense which and i was like okay cool good for him because shane black if you don't know wrote the lethal weapon franchise he wrote The Last Boy Scout, The Nice Guys, and The Predator. That's just a few of his movies. Yeah, and he was in the original Predator. He was in the original Predator. Uh, Fred Decker wrote RoboCop 3 with Frank Miller, by the way. Nice. Um, comic book fame, Frank Miller. He wrote Demolition Man. He nice. wrote Lethal Weapon 4, and he wrote The Predator with Shane okay. Black. So if you know that... This movie makes a lot of fucking sense yeah, in, the, totally. in the fact that it's foreshadowing. It's being very on the nose with its jokes, but it's also still kind of brutal. Yeah. And it's also having these kids do shit that's kind of brutal. <laughs> like These kids are pumping guns and shit like by the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, and one of the kids fucking has a scene where he's in Woodshop like making steaks. Yeah, Rudy's making the steaks in Woodshop uh, behind the scenes, which the teacher was very creepy walking around in True. like a trench coat with his hands in his pockets. Yeah. Uh, what was that about? So there was, a, there was a bit of a subplot in this movie that I thought was kind of interesting and it was the quote-unquote creepy German neighbor. Yes, I was really excited good. to talk about this part. Really good because when they go over to his house, so I was like looking it up when this part happened because they're like the scary German man. Yeah, that was what they called him, and uh, they see the airplane model, and he's like, "Oh, that's a B seventeen." And so I looked it up because I was like, "This guy's a fucking Nazi, isn't he?" And um, and so well, I they, looked it they, up, and it's actually it's it was actually the American bomber that was used in World War Two, and um, I love how like. Uh, they're at his place um, asking about like how to kill monsters I think or asking for his help or something well, like they, that they they go over and he translates the diary oh that's right that's right because okay. Sean's mom found a uh, a book written by Dr. Abraham Van Helsing and it turns it's out to be his diary yeah. and it's written in German and that's one of the uh, little things obstacles is they're trying to find someone that can translate it and the creepy German guy just so happens to hear them talking and invites them in for pie 
Right, which this was a great opening scene too because they made it seem like he was going to kill him, which is really funny right. because it's like it happened so quick that you're like, I was like, wait, what? Well, because he like, says, no, it's him holding a knife and he says, like, this is your last chance. Yeah, and then he's like, to get some pie. And yeah, he's like he cutting the down. pie. And I was yeah. like, of course, okay. Which um, later there's a, he says again as a bunch of crazy shits going down. How about we go back to my place for some pie? Nice. And I was just like, I, I like this character a lot. And so I love how they're leaving the house. They're like suspicious of him, and they think he's a vampire. And he's like, he's like, if I was a vampire, I wouldn't have a reflection. See, and he like points to the the mirror. I, I thought there was the more obvious one that he was standing in fucking daylight, but apparently not. Well, right. I thought about that, uh, too, but I thought that was good character. Here's the thing: is I liked that it was his way of connecting with the kids and being like, "Oh, you're not so clever." Like, yeah, yeah. I know, I know about these monsters, but that part is followed by one of the most like, dude. This part right after that kind of got me. Yeah, me too. Because I, it kind of like I started, me up. It, I didn't quite get there, but I was just like, "Oh man," I was like, I felt bad for this guy, but at, at the same time, I was kind of like stoked for him because I went in thinking he was a Nazi. Same. And so the kid uh, is like, "Oh, you sure know a lot about monsters," and he's like, "I suppose I do." And then you see him closing the door, and you see the fucking uh, has, concentration camp. He has his on number his on his hand. It, or on I was the like, "Oh man, that's so and, sad. yeah." It choked me up. I was like, "Oh, that's rough." Like, yeah. but it's so real. Yeah. And then, but that's the thing is, throughout the movie, you the more you see this character the more you realize this dude doesn't want any sort of violent act yeah. like he just wants to go have pie and hang out and be <laughs> like have a good time yeah, and dude. it kind of adds to that and i was like oh man i like this character a lot well um, he was very creepy but he uh, was at first which is funny because uh, actually the introduction with him to the kids is they're standing outside of the house and they say how do you say don't kill us in german <laughs> and then they hear him say it in german to them oh yeah <laughs> i thought that was pretty good well i don't know if it's fast forwarding but they get frankenstein in the in the treehouse uh, i i think this is where at that point they they met him they meet him after the old uh, German guy, the Jewish guy. Well, because he meets the little girl. First. He meets the little girl, and she's like, "Guys," and she's like, "Can I be in the club now?" And I, they kind of like let her, I guess, because she brought Frankenstein, and they they're scared of him, and she's not, and he, they see that he's like okay, and so they get him up into the treehouse, and uh, um, they're kind of talking about everything, and the the other kids aren't really like taking. Uh, I think Sean was the one. He was wearing the Stephen King rule shirt. Right, I love that shirt. By yeah, the way. yeah. Uh, that's the other thing. All the kids dress like really fucking cool. Yeah, they all look like crazy. <laughs> like, like, the okay. fat kid dresses okay. kind of cool. But these kids also like the characters like almost know they're in a movie because at the yeah. end, well, at the end when the army like shows up and they're like, "Where's the problem?" Uh, Sean's like, <laughs> oh, "We're the Monster Squad," and then he does like a spin and he's like, "High five. And then he's like, "They have their moment," and I was just like, oh, okay. "No, I love that though. I loved it. It was campy, but it was cool. Like the kid was like fucking confident. He's like, "Yeah, we fucking did." This. Yeah, so um, I, I I just love that about them. They do have this sort of like a fourth wall breaking swagger to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but in particular there's the the other kid with sean in the beginning um, Patrick. patrick he's like wearing his dad's fucking like button-up shirt or yeah. something it's like way too big for him but yeah. it's like he wears it with like like that's the style but you yeah. don't see anyone else dressed like that that's what i love yeah they all have their own look but it looks natural to it's them. like their own uniforms yeah yeah um their own slipknot masks if you will there was something in this movie that i i thought was kind of like unexpected but also like really well done and it was the relationship between the parents sean's yeah parents. how they because he's a, a Dell's a cop and yeah. i don't know what the mom's name is but she uh obviously just wants to like spend time with her family and be right. with her family and being a cop Dell can't really be there all the time 
has to go and she's not really very she's supportive not supportive and yeah. um there's a point in the movie where the little girl's laying in bed and she says to the <laughs> she says to the mom are you gonna yell at him and the mom says she honey i love your father and yeah. the girl says what i meant sean for scaring me yeah and i was like whoa there's a lot of little things like that in the movie um that, that are really cool and it's just like they have these like sides like not quite side stories like they they are side stories but it's like these other like uh, points of view that you would never see unless they show it right like with the Jewish guy and um, I think there was maybe one more I would kind of uh, consider this one but in the beginning when he's at Eugene uh, we're at Eugene's house that little kid the kid that writes the letters right, to the army right. um, his older sister his, is the one that Rudy is like constantly checking out I think I thought that was Patrick or maybe sister. it is Patrick's sister it is I think you're right um, but he was like dad there's a monster in my closet and he comes into the room and just goes, okay, everybody out. And yeah. like, uh, and he's like, there. He's like, no, in the closet. He's like, oh, okay. And he opens the door and oblivious that the fucking Doesn't mummy is inside. actually in there. And he's just like, oh, it's a scary monster with the door like on his side so he can't see shit. It's just like that's so fucking terrifying as a that kid, and the guy scary. like doesn't like believe him, and it's like you motherfucker, like that's your kid, and and he just kind of plays it off, and luckily the mummy doesn't like hurt the little kid. But, the mummy um, bails like right after. Yeah, that. he's yeah. like, oh fuck. Yeah. Which okay. Um, speaking of the mummy, I thought the effects on it were like okay. Like I actually thought when it got up close to the face, I thought it looked really good. Like no, I when thought he's that hanging on the really car. Good. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Until the car scene, okay. in which case I will say the mummy effects were badass. And yeah. like the way that they kill him, badass. Well, I thought that was so cool. Yeah, that was really cool. And then also once you realize that the gill man's mouth actually opens and closes, yes. it's kind of cool. And there's part there's times where the eyes look really good, but then you kind of see it and it just looks really flat. Like they just put like they just painted sure. over rubber. And then it's kind of like oh, they should have done some sort of like glass eye insert or something. I I, I agree, but once we see him um, at the end, which we don't see him do really. Anything. We'll just kind of go through their deaths because that's what we're talking about. But um, so the mummy is hanging off the back of the car, and Rudy pulls a piece of the uh, hanging cloth, attaches it to a bow and arrow, shoots it to a tree, and then it unravels him, revealing yeah. just dust just falling. Yeah, out. and then the skull cr like tumbles, which I thought was really cool. I was super like, cool. oh, that's a cool like mummy take. Yeah, um, super cool. The um, <laughs> the Wolfman we said earlier, Rudy shot him. Was you know, by the way, Rudy killed most of the monsters. Yeah, that's what uh, I mean, dude. Rudy was the fucking shit. Because he killed the Wolfman, he shoots him with the silver bullet. He also that he made. Three, he also kills the he three vampires. The, he made the fucking silver bullets, dude. Right. He made them. But he also kills the three female vampires with the wood stakes he made. Well, he shoots one with an arrow. He shoots her with a stake, dude. He puts oh, the stake in the bow and arrow and okay. shoots it, which I was like, oh my god, yes. And and they all looked really good and creepy, and their yeah. deaths were cool, too. I liked, okay, I liked what they did with the female vampires because they're kind of slowly walking, and the wind is blowing their yeah. stuff around, even though the wind's it's not billowing. blowing. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. It's very traditional. Um, the Gill Man, though, when we finally see him die, like, he looked good. Like, the you see his face, and you see him walking up to Horace. Well, that's where I... I, I it was 50-50 for me because that's where I noticed like his eyes just looked like it was just paint okay. on paint. See, on that's when I noticed his mouth the most. But that's where I noticed the mouth and that's what I mean. Is like there was another scene where it looked like he had that kind of glass eye so maybe they had like two suits or something. They may have. Um, and then they just because they had to splatter that one in blood or something they just were like fuck it or something you know. Well different 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 uses and things like that. Um, 
the he just gets shot by um, Horus with a fucking shotgun, right? And then uh, which the, is this is his redeeming scene. He looks with back the because bullies. the bullies are hiding in a store and they won't let him come in when the Gilman's coming up to him and this right. is when he kills the Gilman. And he looks back uh, and they <laughs> say, "Good job, fat kid." And he. Uh, he says, "He goes, my name, my name is, is Horus, and it cocks the, the gun. I was like, hell yeah, dude. I was like, fucking get it, dude. Dracula is shot by Dell, which we, the funky homo sapien, yeah. which we all know <laughs> that, um, <laughs> Mr. Deltron 3000. You gotta uh, wash your ass. <laughs> upgrade your gray matter. Uh, so, <laughs> but which, I like that idea, too, of, like, when you shoot the bat form of Dracula, it does affect him because he's in his bat form. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really cool. I love how he com- comes crashing into the window, and he's like, Stuck between transforming into yeah. a bat in himself, and it's and eerie looking because yeah. it's like he's like one hand, hairy one creature. is like a hand. Yeah, exactly. He almost looks like a werewolf. One's just almost like a normal hand that's just kind of positioned weird, but it's got the webbing and the claws. Right. And then the other one's just like a straight up huge wing. Yeah. And he's like, ah, and his legs are all still like batty, but they're long, like long a, and huge. Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah, he kind of like is like sitting moaning in pain, which yeah. I was like, ooh, it's eerie. It's so eerie. And then uh, they use the amulet, get sucked in the void. I want to roll back really quick because I actually didn't get to say what I wanted to oh, talk oh, about. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's totally fine. I was like, eh, we'll roll with it. The treehouse thing, Frankenstein's in there and he sees Rudy's camera, which Rudy was peeping on the girl next door. Yeah. The blonde girl. Well, also a little problematic, um, but that's fine. I mean, they're kids. I know. It, it, in my opinion, from the point of view and for the sake of the movie, it's whatever. Sure. Now, if this was like a 30-year-old watching this girl, yeah, no. Definitely. Um, But I mean, like, he was a kid and she was older. Um, um, so that was the thing. Um, but what's funny is he leaves his camera there, and then Frankenstein <laughs> like goes to look through it and sees the girl. And right as she's like taking off her shirt, where she's like about to be like like topless, totally naked, he like clicks the button, and goes oops, and like sits back. That's funny. <laughs> and then later, Rudy's like walking from the store, and he just got like I guess he got his pictures developed, and he's flipping through them, and he like sees the one and like spits his drink out, and then it just. <laughs> Shows Frankenstein holding it up um, with sunglasses on, and all the kids are trying to like get it from him to see it. And he's just like, like staring at it. That's funny. That was like the funniest thing in the whole movie, dude. I fucking lost it. There was a lot of really good funny stuff in this. There is this. Well, you know, back to like us talking about Shane uh, Black and Fred Decker writing this. There's a lot of like really great dialogue in this movie. Conversation between Sean and uh, Dell about Groundhog's Day 12, the horror movie that they want he wants to see, which I was like, which is clearly them parodying like Friday the 13th and that's exactly what, stuff. well and that was the thing is I didn't realize he was saying Groundhog Day I yeah. thought he was talking about Friday the 13th oh no yeah he says Groundhog Day at the beginning they say it a couple times but and, he, and he, they go through like oh the dad even says like oh what do you expect to happen it's just gonna be this and Sean's like no that's part 7 yeah like, I was like oh this is so good like Phoebe the little sister she's she, adorable she's so cute in this fucking movie she also has a, a line of dialogue about the movie Rambo so which I was oh, like I oh it. that's funny yeah she, she makes say? I don't exactly remember but she makes a reference to like Rambo and uh and I was like of course Shane Black wrote this they're gonna be making this little girl talk about Rambo but uh you know that's what I mean is the dialogue in this was just kind of cleverly written but almost honestly because I think I watched First Blood when I was like five yeah with my dad okay so like because I don't think that he was like oh I probably shouldn't be showing this to my kid he was probably just like oh this movie's so over the top like that's what people are thinking when they're showing these movies to the kids. And, like, I think that was a big 
topic of conversation at the time. I loved the pizza to Dracula's face burning him with the garlic. Yeah, because the garlic. I was like, that's Which at first clever. I was like, okay, well, he's going to pull out something with garlic, right? Or mm -hmm. something. And I love that it was like a piece of pizza. And then like, I was like, fuck, now I want some really good pizza. But it was like, like garlic on it. And I'm like, ah. I was just like, that's good. I liked the trapdoor bit in the castle where they're like, the vampiresses are coming up to them and he's looking for something on the door and he says, what are you doing? He's like, I'm looking for a lever to a trap door. And he goes, what? And he's like, it happens in the movies. And then he gets one and they fall through. I was yeah. like, that's clever. Uh, I, oh, there was one line uh, where they're talking about going to the church and he says, perfect. Monsters hate religious stuff. And I was yeah, like, I read that's that down great. Too. Which I was like, well, I kind of want to dive into it more, but I really don't know enough. It's not necessarily just religious stuff. It's more specifically, typically Christian stuff. Absolutely. That's what I was thinking. Which is what it is. Christianity, not just any religion religion it's but i mean you know at the same time uh, a lot of religions are like pretty much kind of the same thing yeah, so like they all draw from the same things um, so it could be the uh, last thing i wanted to talk about specifically was the ghost of van helsing coming out of the um void at the end what was it a ghost i only say yes because of the way they colored him oh so i don't know he kind of had that sure opaqueness. he probably was a spirit that's what i kind of took from it I mean, he's from this void. He probably died, but it's probably some sort of, like, magic void. I mean, he was just a mortal man. Right. So who's to say the void wouldn't turn him into some sort of spirit that can interact with physical bodies? Because it does. It pulls in um, <clears throat> Dracula. Dracula at the very end. Yeah, he grabs right. him. And then he's like, he, like, gives the kid a thumbs up or something. Yeah, he does give the kid a thumbs up, which yeah. that was hilarious. <laughs> and then uh, we have Frankenstein letting go and sort of just sliding away and accepting his fate. That was really we, sad. Was kind of because emotional, because uh, girls, like, Phoebe was like, go. don't go. And he's like, yeah. Which I, I love Frankenstein's monster in this movie. Uh, I thought he was really, really good. I'm just going to run through these really quick. Go for um, it, yeah. So we said that they blew it apart. I thought that was great. Um, also, I, I liked the prosthetics and practical effects in the beginning, although there were times where I was like, oh, they're not as good here. But like even just the bats in the very beginning was like pretty good. Uh, I thought this was a really good, like this movie, because it was from 87, um, I thought this movie was a really good transition of styles between 80s and 90s movies. Like, this movie was, like, the transition from 80s to 90s. I absolutely agree, and I, uh... I kind of kick myself for not having watched this sooner. Me too, because uh, and that's the thing is, I actually tried to watch it twice. I tried, I was gonna watch it Sunday as well, so I could watch it twice, like I said I want to do. Um, but I was honestly, I just wasn't feeling it. And I was kind of bored because like it, it does kind of take a little while to get in. But once it gets in, it's like, oh, this is like kind of pumping and pumping. It was just hard because, like I said, I was like super tired, which I, I really don't want to watch movies as late as I have been lately. It, I mean, it was like nine o'clock or eight o'clock when I started. So, um, uh, I thought the, uh, I love the scene of Dracula pulling up in his hearse oh, um, for the first time, uh, oh. no, for the first time. Uh, cause then you have that blue backdrop and his silhouette. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And part of me is like, man, you guys missed a huge opportunity. Although I'm not a car person. Maybe this car wasn't around yet, but I imagine it was. But part of me was like, they kind of missed the opportunity to have him driving a Dragula. <laughs> um, but at the same time, the hearse makes more sense, really, when it comes to the character. Why well, not have his coffin the in the back? original Dragula is from, like, the 60s. So, so yeah, so they could have had it in there. The werewolf scene in the first part is pretty brutal. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. uh, he's saying lock me up, and so we talked about that. Um, that's where I kind of, like, thought of the comparison of American Werewolf in... I guess I meant in, uh, in American Werewolf in Paris, because I don't think I've actually seen an American Werewolf in London. Well, let's do... Let's do London soon, then. If you're going to keep listening, there's a movie to keep listening for. Yeah, there you go. Oh, in that uh, 
there was another scene before uh, the Frankenstein was in the treehouse. The dog was up there, and all the kids like put their hands together right before they're about to leave. And then you see the dog's paw, and then Rudy's like, "How'd the dog get up here?" Anyway? Yeah, I love that. I was like, "That's so cool," because they don't address it. Like, y- you don't even think about it until he says something about it. And you're like, "Oh yeah, they're in a fucking treehouse." Well, and I kind of like them doing that little stuff in this movie because it it like extends your um it's like the movie disbelief what yeah is it called suspension of suspension disbelief. of disbelief yeah, it, like, yeah. It, it like extends it for you because then it's going oh all these little things that obviously wouldn't happen yeah we're addressing that they're silly too <laughs> right and it kind of made the movie a little more meta and also like uh it, it doesn't take itself too seriously right but at the same time they do the serious parts really well um i hated dracula's secret door i thought it was so stupid until that comes up again with the kids right um, but before the he, it was just so basic looking. I was like, really? Right. It would have made more sense if it was like a stone wall with like a torch or something. And <laughs> very traditional. You know, it was just like it looked like this horrible empty bookcase with like a statue sitting there, a random right. ass like cowboy right. or something. I like how the werewolf is like a good guy when he's uh, when he's human. Um, I thought it was kind of terrible how Rudy was like blackmailing um, Patrick's sister to ask if she's a virgin or not, okay. which I totally missed the whole part that they needed a virgin to read the thing because I was like, why are they focusing on this part so much? No, I was like, it has to be a virgin, a female virgin. Right, right, right. Specifically. But yeah, well, and then it's funny. Sorry, I she... thought everyone assumed it had to be a female virgin. It's fine if men aren't virgins. Well, like, no, but mean... I only say that because they only, <laughs> they only say it once. Right. And then because at one point I was thinking like, why don't any of the boys say it right well and that was the thing was like uh i just didn't catch why they even needed her i right. thought this was just rudy trying to bang which she's like because he was like that's your sister and he's like yeah so he's like oh damn dude like but then she's like oh he what's his name doesn't count and Steve. i was just like oh yeah come on. It, that's so funny though too she's like <laughs> he doesn't so count stupid. and it's like oh you dumbass which but then um, it's cool because then it like okay <laughs> This kind of like this gets dark for me, but they turn to Phoebe and they're because uh, one of the kids is like, "Is she a virgin?" Yeah. And a part of me was like, "Oh God, I hope so." Like I was right? just like, "God." I unfortunately had that thought in the back of my head too, but at the same time, I was like, "She's five, duh." That's why I was like, uh, and, but "It like made me feel you know, gross." The Jewish, I, I know, and that's uh, that's our own. But yeah, the Jewish guy definitely <laughs> is like, "Yes," like, and like totally goes right for it. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, "Yes, this innocent old man is the shit." I love yeah. this guy. I love the Jewish guy. He's my favorite. Um, I love when the kids are uh, like fighting the werewolf, <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Kick him in the nards." Well, because like, they have, a, have a nards. Well, they have a conversation at the beginning of the movie about whether or not he transforms and still has like the genitals, <laughs> and he's like, "Wolf." Man don't have nards and then yeah. he does it and he goes wolfman has nards yeah <laughs> um there was another part where um i forget who was talking to who but um they were like don't be a wuss and the other kid's just like okay oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh it's because <laughs> uh, he's like no no i won't do it no. he's like don't be a wuss he's like okay it's Rudy to Patrick <laughs> yeah and it's to get the uh the banding off of mummy when they're oh the yeah, yeah yeah okay uh, the scene where okay so we didn't get to talk about it yet the scene where dracula shows up to sean's house yeah and throws the fucking stick of dynamite into the clubhouse and then he turns and he goes meeting adjourned and then the Treehouse blows, blows up, up, dude. It's like the coolest explosion ever, too. I was just like, fuck yeah, dude. Drag- so brutal. Dracula's a badass. Okay, dude. but followed by, like, a pretty brutal scene, which, okay, before we I explain what happens, Dell has um, a partner cup, but they, like, overdo it. Yeah. Like, it's, like, almost offensive. 
It, yeah, I was getting offended. I was like, my God, dude. Like, And then they kill <laughs> Those him. Those were the days. And then they kill him off. Like, like he doesn't even really do anything. And then they just blow him up. Because yeah. Dracula like lights the dynamite and drops it under the car. And he yeah. doesn't even try to get out. And the guy just blows up. <laughs> hey, that's on him, man. Yeah, I thought it was kind of fucked up how, like, it sucks that the Wolfman had to die again. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, this was before I got to the Silver Bullets part. I was like, oh, it's kind of fucked up. They just killed the werewolf guy. They stuck the dynamite in his pants, which I still thought was, like, really clever, but I was like, that sucks. Right. And then I was like, oh, never mind. They just did the dumbest fucking way to bring him back just so Rudy could shoot him with the Silver Bullets he made. I was like, I, I wish they didn't, like, use dynamite to try and blow him up and do sure. that. It, I wish it was something else. Maybe they cut off his legs or something and drop them from the window. It all comes down to though it's these kids it's the having this conversation and, yeah, yeah. and what would kids say? Blow it up with dynamite. And so they're like, oh, Absolutely. okay. But then it doesn't work because there's only one way to kill a werewolf. And Absolutely, it's like, with a silver bullet. Um and uh I yeah, the Gilman was great. My name is Horace. That's uh name of my uh autobiography. Um uh, and then this the best line in the whole fucking movie, dude. Dracula picks up Phoebe, who has the amulet, after oh trying, to, trying to uh, say the German, um, I don't, what is it, a spell or something? I don't know. Yeah. And he goes, give me the amulet, you bitch! Oh my god. She's fucking five years old, dude. dude. I died, though. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I did, too. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Dracula's got a fucking mouth on him. The way he says it, too, it's so, like, when serious. It was, were they pulling from aliens probably yeah like but then okay but not only that fucked up because then phoebe's like "Ah!" and then it cuts back to him and he's like "Ah!" and his eyes turn all red before i give you my uh or before we go through our like kind of general scores on these movies uh this movie cost 12 million dollars to make and only made 3.8 million dollars that's a bummer so this movie was a bomb i feel like at the time i probably would have been like oh this is like the best movie i've ever seen oh yeah i would have been like this if if i was crossover event my age now and saw it, or even maybe like a teenager. Yeah. I would probably be like in love with this movie when it came out. This movie has an IMDb score, however, of 7.1 out of 10. This movie is kind of a cult, like, classic. It, sure. You know, it did bomb in the box, box office, but it does have a following. And, and whenever you go to look up uh, it, the movies of like the 80s, this is one you're going to find. I mean, yeah. obviously, you have Fred Decker and Shane Black attached to it, so. Especially when I it comes say, to those though, movies. I was really disappointed with The Predator, so. Okay, fair, but I've seen it. I, I'm talking mostly for the time. No, for sure. Um, That's the thing is they were great at r- writing that stuff. Right. But uh, unfortunately, I don't think it necessarily followed them. I think, I don't know, Predator was just, er, the Predator, sorry, uh, was just kind of, they didn't quite take me there. There were parts that were like really cool, but then it's just like, why did you give us all this crap with like a few shiny pieces of gold? So this movie's PG-13, which I kind of don't agree with, because there's a lot of cursing in this movie, which, I mean, it's fine at 13, you're fine, but usually if a movie has this much cursing in it, it's an R. And so that's why I was... I thought it was only if you said the F word. Possibly, because I I mean, they only draw... Oh, I don't know if they say it at all. And I also think that you might be, with PG-13, you can say it at least once, because I think somebody does it is one bomb. It is one for sure. But if it's more than that, it's rated R. Right. Which is such a weird thing. Like, why is that the rating system? Uh, oh, you said fuck twice? We'll talk We'll talk about the rating system as soon as we end this pod, because I have some things I want to talk about. But, uh, 
So, I mean, my score for this movie, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 4 out of 5, and I'm going to say I do recommend this movie. Yeah, I give it a 4, too. Nice. Like, a yeah. solid 4. Like, I, I don't think I it's like, the best movie, but it's really good. Exactly. That's how I felt about it. I was like, I would even watch it again later this week. Yeah, I would watch it again. It's kind of an easy view, like an easy watch, and also, like, it... It's also kind of a hangover movie. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not just a hangover movie, which is kind of cool. Cause I, I, feel I like would if recommend I were, watching it sober, probably. No, do it. But I just mean, if you've seen this movie and you're hungover and you don't mind kind of slipping in and out of consciousness, <laughs> this is a good movie for that because there's a lot of fun stuff to kind of just drop Maybe not on. if it's the first time, though. Not Maybe the first time. Watch it at least once. Not the first time. When I say hangover movie, I don't mean the first time. <laughs> but yeah, I gave it a four. I felt exactly the same. Like, it was really good. Not quite the best though. Also disappointed with the Gill Man because that's one of my favorite monsters. Yeah. Um, so. What did uh, What did you think of the Monster Squad rap at the over the end credits? Uh, garbage. No. What? Yeah. Oh, dude, you're wrong. No. All right. Well, I uh, next week I don't know what we're doing. Uh, until then, peace, peace bitches. bitches. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's, uh, that's our end sample for the show today. Um. <laughs>